I mean, well, we don't have to talk about it much longer. But Patino was a terrible recruiter. New coach was supposed to be good. Now it's not working. I have little to no hope with this program. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, whatever. It's it's focused on the Badgers now. Their next game is on Thursday a, against Purdue, who just lost to Indiana yesterday. Um, but, you know, I... It really depends with the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, I agree. I am wondering, Braden, you really actually think that— So I, I'm somewhat of a person that thinks that the polls don't really take much of the tournaments into, like, account unless they win it. Like, I know, like, if the Badgers make the Big Ten championship— Really? Then I, yeah, then I think that they'll make the the tournament, but— Do you think if they make the championship they're in? Yeah, I would, I, I, I would I, think I, so. It, I think it really depends who they play. And how they compete against them. The reason why I say they got to make it is because the Big Ten is probably going to bring eight to nine teams to I, the It should I, not. I but. disagree. I think that the Big Ten is the Big Ten will maybe bring two or three this year. How brutal the, the Big Ten is. The I, Big Ten will definitely bring all, at least seven. The, like, current, currently so. ranked uh, the Boilermakers. Absolutely, of course. Indiana. Indiana. Indiana yeah. Northwestern. Rutgers. Yeah, Maryland. Northwestern, uh, Rutgers, Michigan. Siri, now, eh, this but, year. Like the the wider like country always thinks the Big Ten is super good and like the media loves to Big Ten is Rutgers. I, agree. I know why. I, I, yes, as a Big Ten fan, yes. Yeah. But the media yeah. loves to like oh it's, we have all these great teams Michigan Michigan State you, and you love when these guys are good. Do terrible in yeah, the every tournament time. every single year. Yeah, Jack, I 100% agree with you. I think that the Big Ten is probably the most overrated oh, conference joke. out of Absolutely. the Power Five conferences. Yeah. However, they always they always bring in at least seven. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Lenardi's got them. Projected at nine, okay. in my opinion. That's why I said eight to nine. However, wow, the Big Twelve, nine. the Big Twelve should bring nine, and in my opinion, the Big Ten should probably bring in like five. Man, yeah, that sounds about five. So, who, about, who's yeah. lowest seed in, uh, in the, Big, the Ten? Big Ten? Then that's gonna they, make it. You Rutgers think? probably. You think? I, no, I'll find it. Michigan. Right now, it's probably gonna be Michigan, Michigan or the State. Badgers. Honestly, yeah, Michigan, Michigan and the Badgers State. are right now. The Badgers are. The, of the last four in, so they'd be playing on that Tuesday. But since they just lost to Michigan, you can kind of kiss that goodbye. Yeah, so the they'd be the first four games. It'd be Michigan or Wisconsin is going to be in the bubble no matter what. So they're going to play in the first week before the actual first round, like the first four games. So that that's eleven is going to be the lowest seed, unless like say a Minnesota wins the conference tournament, then they'd the, be like a thirteen. The, but the problem is though that they they save a lot of those those lower seeds for the really good small schools. Yeah. Okay. And unless you have enough, unless you have enough solid Big Ten teams who are going to fill up your the a one through ten seed, I don't know that you're actually going to fill that the up. The thing enough. is with the Big Ten. Some might say like your your record or just whoever you play, nothing looks that good. There's no team that stands out. I mean, obviously the Boilermakers, but uh, they're just all that competitive. Yeah. Where you know the Scarlet Knights uh, are playing really good basketball. Illinois has been solid. Um, you take a look at Michigan State, Iowa. Iowa had a crazy game yesterday against Michigan State where they were down by. 10 with a minute left to go. That was the best game of the year so far, in my opinion. The, I, I, the na- What's the name of the Iowa Fran coach? McCaffrey. He oh, had we it. Love, we love talking about Fran. He had Fran. an insane stare down with the ref. Just no words exchanged. I'm surprised you didn't do that again. Just they standing both, there. They both just they, took steps yep. towards each other and looked each and other down. Since then, I'm, or, I mean, after that moment, the Hawkeyes go on this crazy run of tying it up, sending it to overtime, and they win in overtime against Michigan State. 
So it's really just this uh, uh, crazy game yesterday. That, there's a lot of good games yesterday. But uh, I I have to disagree. I'd say there's a uh, probably nine teams that are going to make it for the, from the Big Ten. It's so sad because it's just like, oh, my goodness. There's, there's so many different conferences that bring out four really, really good teams. Like, let's say... Let's talk about, like, the West Coast Conference, for example. They always bring out Gonzaga, St. Mary's, BYU, and there's always other good teams. However, since they're not a Power 5 conference, they're never given a chance if they're not, like, a top three school in that conference. True. Uh, I want to push back on what Jack said earlier a little bit with uh, saving the lower seeds for small schools with the uh, not overall bid. Yeah, I agree Historically, they do. Well— See, with the 11 seeds, there's always six of them mm-hmm. because they have two of them play in the yep, first the, four. The so stuff, that's why yeah. I, it for the bubble teams, it really doesn't matter because they're always going to be the 11 seed. Um, but, I mean, usually the the overall bid guys are whatever, the, the winners of, like, the you did good enough this season. At automatic bid, that's what it is. Or not automatic. Um, but, yeah, at large, that's what I was trying to say. Um, we got that. They'll, they'll, go. get the 11, they'll get the 11 anyways. We and then we start early. Put them We're in the first yeah. four, but, yeah. Nice. Like Charleston right now, they're in the bubble. They've been on the bubble all season, and, I mean, they could be in 11, but I don't know. That kind of leads me to another bubble team we've been wanting to talk about is uh, North Carolina. They just picked up their first big win on Saturday, I believe it was, against Virginia. Virginia's but, uh, been playing terrible. They've been playing terribly last week. What do you guys think about North Carolina's chances now that they actually have a signature win well, on the season? You know, looking, I think it helps them definitely that they were ranked number one to begin the season. I, in my opinion, this automatically puts them in the tournament now. You just think? because it's North they're Carolina. A blue, they're a blue yeah. blood. People are going to want to watch them. They finally beat one team. They're one and nine against quad one teams. People are going to be like, ah, they're back. Put them in as a nine seed. Oh, they're looking like last year rolling into the tournament, even though that was, <laughs> they started that earlier last year. And I don't know. I don't think they're that good. Well, obviously they're not that good. They're one and nine quad one, but it doesn't matter, you know. Chris, what were you gonna say? I mean, just <laughs> like like you what guys mentioned, UNC has been, you know, shaky all year. They did not live up to expectations preseason, especially after making it to the national championship last year. Uh, but I think after seeing last year, they they can really go on runs, and it's a team that uh, that has a lot of players from the last year's tournament that could, I mean, never say never, uh, make a run like they did last year. Yeah, I have to agree with you there because of R.J. Davis, Caleb Love, Leaky Black, Armando, Baycott. It took me a minute to get there. But those four guys, I would argue, although they're not all seniors, they're some of the most seasoned college basketball players because they've been to the championship and they only lost one starter last year. That's why I think they're actually an interesting team going into the tournament. Obviously, they haven't played anywhere as good as to where they played last year. However, last season was very similar to this season. They were a seven seed. They did terrible at the start of the season. And then in end of February and March, they really turned it on. Right. So Well, and we talk about it every single year on this show and, and everywhere you go. It's it's not necessarily the best team or the higher seed. It's whoever's coming to the tournament hot. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can be, if you're a low seed, but you're coming on the tournament, sweet 16 runs, some elite eights, but... I don't know. This team, that team just doesn't feel like it this year either. Yeah. I, I feel like they're going to be a one, might maybe win the first four game and then 
after that. Well, again, and they got to start they got to start getting hot. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, you can't just keep stumbling all season long. One good win against Purdue could change it, and they'd be like, oh, maybe we, we have what it takes. We can beat a little bit of a better team when, when we get to You'd the tournament. Hope, but but it's, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they must be Kansas this year, so it's not impossible to think almost, of. But almost only counts in horseshoes. It was the guy's first man. shot. <laughs> He had a weird reverse layup. I mean, <laughs> that was a one. That was a really good point, though, because I think that that brings it back to why the Big Ten is always has all these teams because it's such a. I would argue it's probably the best overall defensive conference. Mm. But what doesn't win you? What wins you March Madness games is the guard play now. Yeah, and there's not elite guard play in right. the Big Ten. Right, but they're just like the Badgers are one of the best defensive teams in the country. But you cannot count on them to score 10 points in no. a five-minute stretch. No, absolutely not. So it just, it's crazy across the board. It's going to be weird, March Madness. None it's of us gonna are going to get it right. Oh, so. it's going to be such an interesting year with that. There's just no clear teams at all, you know? Yeah, we were actually talking about that a little bit before the show. I, It's crazy. They're, with this season, it's going to be a lot different than a lot of other seasons. There was something that we were watching before the show, and just kind of talks about the parity of college basketball this year. Because of the COVID years, we're seeing six-year players this right. year, which has never happened before. Right. So we have more experience in this tournament than we've ever had and probably ever will have. Right. So yeah. it's going to be crazy. It's Pick a lot really of upsets. It's really uh, The other team that, that stands out to me or, or that, that a lot of people around here at least talk about is Marquette. Marquette's playing really well this year. Uh, <laughs> a little pat Brayden, on the back. Brayden loves Brayden. Marquette. They're um, more fun to watch than the Badgers Oh, they 100% year. are. Our, our well, friends I mean, yeah, that, because they actually win. <laughs> well, not even that. Our friends that either go to Madison or our one roommate's a diehard Badger fan, and they'll, they will stand on a hill and, like, die with this take. They're like, they're, the Badgers are fun to watch. It's like, no, you've just been watching them forever, and you just like them so much the Badgers that you are fun to watch. Yeah, I know. They, they, they have one of the slowest paces in basketball, and... They go they run brick, it through they, the big men. They brick three pointers, yeah. shot after shot. Marquette after actually shot. has defense where it leads to fast break points. I mean, they've been beating good teams this year. The chemistry is on. I, anybody can score. I, it's just they're more entertaining to yeah, watch for sure. Absolutely. For those of you that really want to get under Braden's skin, let's talk about <laughs> how the Badgers are better than Marquette this Badger, year. Okay. There you go. I always say with rivalry <laughs> He's games, already going. with rivalry games, it doesn't matter. I, like, the rivalry between Marquette and Wisconsin, I think this year Wisconsin beating them puts them up uh, one game all-time record against them. Like, it's that even where it switches off every year. But, I mean, we've seen, like, what, Virginia Tech just beat Virginia also. and Anything can happen in rivalry games. Yeah, absolutely. Rivalries, rivalries go a lot deeper than just the game being played. It, Matt Painter said in the game yesterday versus Indiana and Purdue that it's not just about the game. Since they're both in Indiana, they're fighting for recruiting with every yeah, single game. Absolutely. You know, you don't want to go to the bad Indiana team. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. go to the bad Wisconsin team. Yeah. Marquette's really starting to build something here, which is, I I really feel like since Dwayne Wade, nobody in Wisconsin would say that Marquette is better than Madison. It's just, it's it's nice to see them finally get back to being, because they for so long were a really solid D1 and uh, consistent tournament team. And then for a long time, they were dropping off. And we're seeing things switch up here where, again, the Badgers for a while, uh, I guess how, however many years ago, five, six, seven years ago, they were consistently a four seed, three seed. They were doing a lot. 
it's kind of flipping now. Now you're yeah. seeing Mark, you know, the turnover in Wisconsin basketball. Now we just need, uh, I don't know, UW Green Bay to figure it out or something. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Milwaukee might actually make the tournament this year. They're the two seed really? in their conference tournament. They're 20 and 10. And they've dropped some bad games. They've lost to Green Bay this year. Really? Oh, yeah. But I think oh, God, I think a... they get a bye. So it could be two Wisconsin teams in the tournament no matter what this year. Hey, there you go. There Horizon you go. League, what would you say? Horizon League tournament It starts play at the end begins. of the week. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they would play until Friday, Saturday, but, uh, yeah, I mean, conference tournament starting this weekend. It's going to be – that's awesome. March is here. I'm just so excited. Oh, my gosh. We're (laughs) two days away from March. Oh, we are so close. So exciting. So exciting. Uh, I look down at our at our uh, at our little list here, and I see Nolan has has um, followed this up with the Brewers once again, yes. which we we chatted about a little bit last weekend. What do you have for us right now? Well, I just have a first question. Why would you think that was me? Oh, shocker! <laughs> who, who else would have put the Brewers on there? Okay, well, you know, let's just get into it. <laughs> I would like to talk about the Brewers today because I think that if anybody listened in listening to this is like been watching the Brewers spring training started yesterday. There's been three games now. There's a lot of new faces. There's a lot more new faces than I thought. Mm. Even though like the Brewers famously spent what, three games. That's when all the that's when all the non-roster invites and prospects are playing. <laughs> actually, since the World Baseball Classic's going on this year, yeah. there's actually been a lot of starters playing the last okay. couple days, which is why I want to talk about it. There's been prospects that have played and there's lineup guys that are going to be in the lineup every single day that have played. And so pretty much the whole gist of this that I want to get at is I think that the future is a lot brighter for the Brewers than I think others may have thought a week ago. Like myself, I was not happy You were with ranting. Them. I was. And although Corbin is a, in my opinion, he's the most important player on the Brewers, his relationship's never going to return with the Brewers. Mm. I firmly believe that he's going to play this season with the Brewers, next season with the Brewers. And then he'll probably go sign with does the Dodgers. He, does he have arbitration once again this next yep. offseason? We've got control this year and next year. Yeah. So the reason why I say the future is so bright is the prospects for the Brewers the last two days have really shown out. Joey Weimer, Sal Frelick, Garrett Mitchell, and uh wow, I can't remember his name right now. That's just the the fan <laughs> that I am. Anyway, the the prospect play has been amazing. I know it's been two games, but there's a lot more talent and a lot more depth on this roster this year than the last couple of years, and I really actually think it could be a really good year. Hmm. So that's my two cents. There you it's, go. It's an exciting, Our little, exciting little time. snippet to throw yeah. in. Speaking of baseball, though, and and this is up uh, on here next, and and I'm curious to get your opinions on this. I don't know if we've all seen it, but the pitch clock, um, which has now been implemented not only in the MLB but also in college. Um, we have seen college teams lose off of pitch clock violations. Um, we have seen uh, spring training games using it, uh, f- moving at a record pace. Uh, baseball games now averaging uh, th- just under three hours. You're seeing a lot of two-and-a-half-hour games um, and, and not pushing much more than three hours. Uh, but it's like 15 seconds as soon as the ball gets back to the pitcher. And I don't know about you guys, but... I just get so stressed out as soon as I see that ball get there. And I don't know that it's a beneficial thing to force these world-class athletes to change up the their their whole routine on the mound, their whole routine in the batter's box, whatever, just to appease the, the common baseball fan who doesn't like that it takes forever. Because that's not baseball, in my opinion. Part of baseball is the 
is the the length, the the taking time in your wind up, the taking time with your whatever you need to do. If you really need to step off the mound and rub that ball however long you need just to get that feel. Like, why are we stopping guys from doing this? Why are we forcing them to rush? Why are we stopping guys from stepping out of the batter's box when they need, you know, I don't get it. So I'm curious what you guys have to say about this. Uh, I'll let you guys go first just because no one's a seam head. Uh, <laughs> and because uh, I'm a, I'm definitely a casual a baseball fan, but uh, uh, you know we'll, we'll, we'll the let the two the, the two main baseball yeah fans yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I want to get your guys' opinion. Well, I want to I want to start it off by asking the two casual baseball fans, like we just <laughs> yeah, said. Right, right. I, I want to start it off by asking you two, what does this do? Like, would would you, would this make you want to tune into a game? Okay, so with me and being a Twins fan, I probably live 25 30 minutes away from target field and going to twins games back in the day when target field opened up was so much fun you know you just it's a hangout more than anything but you would never stay for the whole length of the game are you kidding me you don't stay it's, for the whole i remember of- so we used to have season tickets we gotta to the, beat the traffic guys no we <laughs> we used to have season tickets to the twins right when target field opened and there were fun games to go to i just remember certain games where it would be like three over three hours into it, and we'd be maybe just starting the seventh inning, and it just take forever. And it was almost like let's let's get it over with, like yeah. just let's let's speed it up. Yeah, and you know it was tolerable when you know it was the the Twins were setting records with the however many home, runs, home they runs they hit, yep. and the Bones offense was squad. electric, and uh, you know. I think a problem with the last couple of years is the shifts and just the low amount of uh, runs and offense we've been seeing where it's just like, oh, we just watched a four-minute at-bat or a 20-minute inning for nothing. Mm. And and it's like— So so what does—and so— Take a and long so, time to get here. What does the pitch So the pitch count, I think, sp- speeds up the— boring innings in a way where it's it, it's extended uh i mean i haven't watched spring training i'm not a real seam head but uh what a term it was it was halftime the badger head. game today and no one goes and so, give me that remote and i'm like why <laughs> bruce spring training is on exactly i looked at the roster so, the other day i didn't I, know half the guys that were playing i have not watched the twin spring training game bryce terang that's I the other prospect have. i just remember <laughs> I absolutely, I remember being in high school and being like, oh, spring training just started. Let me find a stream online of the Twins spring training game just and, to watch. And so <laughs> when there's more runners on base, they have more time, you know, to pitch and for the batter to get set where it's more exciting. So you're, the amount of time you're actually watching of the game, the you're watching more of the exciting parts than you previously were, whereas... If it's in the top of the third inning, no one's on base, and you're just watching pitcher and batter just go back and forth forever, oh, just, 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 like, just get it. Like, I, I don't showcasing their skills as an elite pitcher and an elite yeah, batter. Yeah, but all oh you're all you're seeing Fouling is off 0-2 pitches, taking really tough strike uh, or balls, taking but really tough not, strike threes. <laughs> it's really not. Threes. It's not exactly the most exciting thing to see when there's 162 games a year, and the game is essentially meaningless. You'd much rather watch just these uh, baseballs getting absolutely hammered out of the stadium, hit as hard as they can, uh, and as many runs as you can, and you can. And a clock's gonna do that. 
No, but no, it's just you know, speed it up so it's less. It's just boring. gonna speed it See, up. I, where I, it's knew, less I, knew, I knew. Don't come to the game if you can't handle an entire I, game. I knew you two were gonna take the the old man. They don't change. All right, yeah, 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 that's right, definitely right, the old right, man. I'm up. Here, I'm up. No, I have a tweet. I, I have a tweet. I'm gonna share. Oh Jeff Passan. These are from. It's just, Jeff Passan. Pa- okay, oh my sorry. God. Whatever. I don't. You'd know if you were a real seam head. So. Time of game between the Padres and Mariners. This is the first game. Yeah. Two hours, 29 minutes. Terrible. Perfect. Hey, Way too you quick. Know what, you know what? what? The, hold on. You know what the average NFL game is? Because it's nonstop Three action. Hour, non-stop People are, action. Hold these, on. These, have you these, watched, these. Hold on. Have you ever been to a football game before? Yes. They, they run a play that takes 10 seconds, and then they go huddle up for a minute, and then they run another play. It's the but, same thing. But well, you're getting guaranteed... Con, oh my you, God! These, these yeah. athletes you are just don't charging. Like baseball. Well, well, that's, that's what it no, comes down I, to. What, what was the stat you read off earlier today? It was like a total of what five minutes is actually being played the no. entire time. Or yeah, no, like, uh, the ball, the ball in play. The yeah. ball With the ball in play, play it's in, such and in so football, little. It was the same stat I saw. It was, the, oh, it was a tweet that literally I don't said believe side this by one side minute. and it said the ball is in play in a football game for about eighteen to twenty minutes, just like baseball, but it's still three hours long. So this. This right here, this is the exact thing that I wanted answered. <laughs> this right here is exactly what baseball wants. Yeah. The MLB Owners Association gets exactly what they want. There are going to be more casuals that watch baseball, which is great. The sure. NFL has captured that. Yeah. The NBA really hasn't lately. No. I would say that the NBA is starting to fall off a little bit. But the NFL has done a great job. The MLB is trying to do the exact same thing, and they're going to do the exact same thing. However, this takes away the integrity of the game. When you said that, you know, it takes longer for a boring inning to happen. So in my, what I'm thinking when you say boring inning is maybe somebody hits a single and then they go one, two, three the rest of the inning. Am I right? Yeah. No, it's just like the the sure. yeah. long, long counts that don't end up matter. I mean, obviously it tires out the pitcher, but it doesn't really matter that but much. It's so there's, there's this level of like understanding baseball where it's like, it's it's so interesting to watch a batter work up a pitcher's pitch count because one, you want if if a starting pitcher is having a great game. Well, the pitch count great, the pitch count's not going to be affected here. But if it, no, but what I'm saying bit. is if he's talking about he he doesn't like this kind of stuff. I'm more saying like if one of the, one of the best parts about baseball is watching a guy like uh, watching a batter outwork a pitcher who's having a great inning. One way to get a pitcher off his groove, have him throw 10 pitches in one at bat. That gets a pitcher that's 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 flying through an inning to sit back and go, "Oh man, now I really got to work for this." And the next thing you know, your offense gets going. That stuff doesn't happen as much anymore when you're just rushing to get every I, single pitch in. I mean, I don't think this is going to change my mind, but it's just like it, it's not that engaging. You it's not uh, well, it, this has always been the this, this has always been the toil. More more offense is always going to be more fun to but watch. How does adding a clock add? It, it does it. It doesn't. It's, it's just basically saying there's be, I just it minimizes this, the quote unquote boring time. This times game that I, I think decided to pay money for gets to end shorter. Yippee! Yeah, What's we want to see more hits. There's, there's going to be more fastballs because oh, they have to man. sometimes just get out there and you, throw one. You but. you get to you get to. Either watch a, a slow game that ends one nothing be three hours long, or a slow game that's one nothing be two and a half hours long. I'd it's rather still, have the two and a half on, boring but game. That's the yeah. thing. It's still a one. It's still a one nothing boring game. You just don't like baseball enough. Why, why are you advocating for a three and a half hour long game to? 
Uh, it's, it's the same exact outcome. You, it's boring. Do you find Both every single? You said, like, do you find every single at bat interesting and engaging? <laughs> I do. This is, why, this, is why, this is why I say this. I am. I have never heard that that same. That's definitely from Barstool. Is that supposed to be? I don't know where I heard it. Is it supposed but... to be an insult? No, no. Yeah. Seamhead is just like. You're a baseball guy. You're a baseball no, guy. I know, but you keep saying it in a way like, well, you're a Seamhead. So. No, because okay. okay. Seamhead is like really into baseball and yeah. like loves it because yeah. the. Sure. You know, it's America's pastime sure. and it's all the history revolving around the game. But I mean. What do you got, Seamhead? All right. Everything that is hated about baseball is when there's no runs being scored. Yeah. In my opinion, when a pitcher's out there absolutely shoving, that's the best part. Oh, it's great. I think that the Cy Young Award is the best award in baseball. I'd rather have a Cy Young pitcher on my team than MVP because that that player, that pitcher, can win you playoff games. An MVP can win you playoff games, but it's not going to be as consistently. The, the pitching aspect, which people don't like for some reason— when they're dealing and they're shutting people out, that turns people off the game because there's not 500-foot home runs all the time. That's not going to be changed by this pitch clock. Yeah. It's well, just going to ruin the integrity of the game right. because people have to speed up. Shohei Otani, Shohei Otani takes 20 seconds to wind he's one up. Of the, he's one of the slowest pitchers when it comes to actual like time it takes to from getting Here, the ball. Here's the thing with... And he's one of the, the best. The pitch count. The, he is the best in the game. When you come up with football being slow, like it is slow at times, there's six, 17 games in a season where every single game, every single play matters because if you have a three or four games that can go 50-50 and you lose all of those, there goes your season. And if you win all of them, there goes your season. With baseball, you watch a f- four-hour game that was two to whatever. I mean, like let's say five to two. Okay, game. Oh, there's 161 games. Other than that one, like it's just like it doesn't really matter. In the but the argument here is not the length of the schedule. If we were shortening yeah. the schedule, but it's just like that's one thing. It's, in I mean, with the thought of each game, like doesn't matter as much as other sports. It's just not as engaging and doesn't feel like there's as much weight behind it as other games. I want to go where, back to Nolan's point when he was saying. With uh, pitch clocks being up pitchers, it's not as interesting for people who like watching pitchers. But I feel like the only time when pitchers are having a really good game, it's interesting to watch on TV because you can see where each ball is going in the box. If you have really bad seats in the actual park and a pitcher's having a good game or, like, you're sitting at an angle where you can't see the batter's, like, box as well. Yeah. It, that's going to be so boring because you're just seeing a bunch of pitches go. Right, and the, the argument stays, like— all these things you're saying is more on the lines of I don't like when there's not enough offense and the, I, I there's no argument well, there's no argument that adding a pitch clock is going to bring more offense in it's just speeding up the game you're basically saying this allows me to get home quicker this allows well, me to it, like, it's not getting home really? quicker it, I feel like with the changing in times of depending on how many people are in base it it what the MLB is trying to do which I don't know if it's going to work it's just trying to get through the innings that are boring. A quote-unquote boring to the standard fan. Because I'm the standard fan that MLB is trying to get to watch games. And I don't find the innings that have no runs in it that interesting. There might be a good uh, at-bat every once in a while. But if it, it ends in a walk and that person doesn't end up scoring, then it's like, okay, well, on to the next. It's not like, oh, that was amazing to watch. 
So, it, I mean, it's a combination of that with however many games in this in the season, which it, it just doesn't, like I've mentioned, it doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of weight behind each game. And so what's the point of, you know, acting like this game is going to define your season when really it's not? I mean, it's so, it, the, the whole... <sighs> I mean, a game can define define a season. You just yeah. won't know that it will thing, until the end of the season. If, if the if the MLB, I'm not saying this is obviously never going to happen. If the MLB had 17 games in a season, like the NFL, there would be no complaints about pace of pay, pace of play or how tactical each team is because each game matters that much more. Sure, they wouldn't be implementing this pitch clock or as strictly as they are currently. It's all about, you know. After this game, we're playing for the next seven days, and it's we're going to be doing the same thing over and over again. And it, to the casual fan, it's like, what's what's in it for me to watch this game? Are you going to watch more baseball this year because there's a pitch clock? Um, probably not. But uh, exactly. But I mean, it. I would Ruin be the game. I'd be more intrigued to- in going two games if I know I'm going to be able to watch it from beginning to end. Yeah, I think Braden brought up actually a really good point. I think that. If you're at a baseball game, I'm going to have to kind of agree that offense is a little bit more fun oh, when you're oh, at the game. When you're at the game, 100%. I'd rather watch a home run any day. Yeah. You know? However, like, watching it on TV, I loved it when, like, like the Brewers start at 7-10 normally on, like, a let's say a Thursday night. I love it when they're two and a half innings in after an hour and both both pitchers are doing really well. I don't care that it's going to end at 10-30 at night. Yeah. If it's a good game, it's a good game. It shouldn't right. have to be sped up. Right. It's just going to... In my opinion, this just puts more stress on players, and I know that when September comes around, we're all going to look back on this and say, you know, we don't even think about it anymore because it's just going to kind of be like this evolving of the game. Right. But it's just, in in my opinion, it takes something away. I wonder if this is what people thought when the shot clock was implemented in basketball. They're like, no, it's going to ruin the it's game. Just so it's just a little bit different. I love a 12 so, to 10 score. It's so different, the, the though, point, because— the, it's to stop teams from just holding on to the yeah, ball after you get a lead. The basketball NBA games are 48 minutes no matter what. MLB game can be either as long or as quick but as that's part possible. Of the, that's part of the magic. It is like the only sport where that's the case where you literally could have a game that lasts you two days because no one scored an extra innings. Like it's... It's just part of the fun of baseball. Like it's, we need to stop trying to make baseball like another mainstream sport. No, it's, it's. I, I meant thing. it more in the way of like everybody must have like complained about it right away. But when Nolan was saying by September it's just going to be a normal thing, and I feel like it, it might not actually even affect the game as much as we're thinking about it. I just, I'm more on the. See, I see it slightly different. I think it affects how many people watch the game less than people think it will. I think. And you were a great example of that. I think if you were to ask someone, hey, do you like this idea, who's a casual fan, they'd be like, absolutely. I I think it would be blah, 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 everything you've been saying. I think this is more reason for a casual fan to watch it. And then are they going to watch it more? Probably not. Because if people find baseball boring already, they're going to continue finding baseball boring even if it's sped up. They're not going to, it's not going to entice someone to be like, oh man, you know, now that it has to be within 15 seconds of throwing each pitch, now I'm going to watch every single game. No, no one's going to do mm-hmm. that. That doesn't change anything on that. You're just speeding it up and you're making the the diehard fans more frustrated. You're making the pitchers have to work harder. You're making the batters have less time to actually relax in the batter's box. It's going to be a mess. It, it, you're going to see worse it, ERAs at a historical level this year because of this. Here's a, Well, 
historically, I feel like ERAs, I, I feel like the more runs scored, the better, which I, I think, Braden, you might agree with that, where if games were consistently, I don't I mean, high single digits, if it was like nine to seven and these games were had a ton of hits and there's a ton of action, I would absolutely watch it without even thinking twice about how long the games were lasting. It's just for a casual fan that what they like seeing is having these baseballs hit as hard as they possibly can. And you're not going to grow the game by uh, or increase the fans watching the games by just not adding any more offense. Because there's a statistic where last year there were something like 16 teams that batted collectively under 240. Oh, last year was absolutely was horrible. horrendous. And so there, that never happened before like 2006. It, and, it's not, and teams are increasingly hitting worse and worse because of shifts, there's because a lot of, of things pitchers getting better. And I just think... In order to grow the game, you want more offense. So another theory from that actually is in 2020, just to make sure that viewership went up, juice the, ML- balls. the MLB introduced juice balls. And, and they brought them back. Juice balls were something that actually brought a lot of viewership mm-hmm. back. And they didn't ever I announce watched. it. Just more home runs happened. Mm-hmm. This last year was an example of them going back to the and old they balls. pulled the balls back. And they However, mm-hmm. there was one team that had juice balls in every single game. Wait, really? Who Probably. hit... The most home runs in the of AL ever the last year. Of course, Aaron Judge had 62 home runs last year. There was a. Is that? Is I'm not like kidding. The, is this real, is like this is backed. Like they, this they is, actually. This how, has how been. How did they get away with this? Is this not a scandal? This, nobody talks about it. Yeah. However, there was a. I saw these stats. There's juice balls. There's juice balls from 2020 that are still used. Mm-hmm. There's regular balls. Yeah. There's that like have mixed in. I've seen. And then there's. Oh. I haven't balls. seen the Yankees. No, there's harder, heavier balls. Yeah. And. Every single Yankee game had evidence of juice balls. Really? Yeah. How did they get they, away with that? They, they just call the stadiums shorter than every other it's one. The yeah. It's the Yankees. It's the Yankees, yeah. The, America's team. It's the Yankees. You so know, if, the if, if, <laughs> you know if, if the roof was closed in this stadium, that ball would have been <laughs> Oh, for sure. 100%. <laughs> However, or if I'm we were ju- using juice balls, of course. <laughs> Why can't we just go back to juice balls? Yeah, yeah no, if I think great pitchers are still going to be good. Right. If that's I, what the, if people want to see offense, stop limiting the pitchers just to use the better balls. When, the thing that really frustrates me and which really. This is the most frustrated me, I've ever been on a show in my life. It's which, great. I love the, the debate here. We're all getting so. So <laughs> I, I think what really I think is important for the MLB to consider, which I know they've changed a little bit this year, is I used to watch so as many Twins games as I possibly could just because. Yeah. You know, they had fan favorites, Joe Mauer, Justin Morneau, Denard Spann, Michael Kadire. You know, that's besides the point. God, I miss but, that team. That was so but, fun watching guys like that. I feel like what it really got me frustrated is watching, however, a couple of years ago, hits or balls that would be hit in these perfect spots of their normally base hits, yet with the shifts, they're not. A ball right up the middle, yeah, but cracked. They, they've eliminated the shift. So let's take, yeah, the and shift so away. So let's I take think, the shift I away. That's, I think that helps too. Sure, but of it was just frustrating to see where that should have been a hit, those but all it's feel not. logical. The pitch clock feels excessive. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it's to tell a team you have to have two defenders on one side of the infield and two defenders on the other side of the infield, and they have to be on the infield dirt. Seems fine because that's baseball. But to speed it up and add a clock 
for a game that's never had a clock before is like, what are we doing? You're yeah. changing the game. Well, they, so, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. So speaking about like football, let's compare this to football. You brought you brought the shifts about. Let's say that football has this study. Man coverage gives up way more touchdowns than zone coverage. Yeah. We're going to completely take away zone coverage, and if you run zone coverage, we're giving three points to the other team. Yeah. This is pretty much what baseball is doing. Well, we're going to give the other team a first down. It's a penalty because yeah. if the team doesn't line up in the shift, it's an automatic strike Yeah. or it's an automatic ball or it's an automatic walk. Yeah. This is ruining the game because somebody like me, I still play baseball in the summers. My team shifts. Yeah. And we've taken away runs. If so we can't shift, you're anti removing the shift. You wish. That oh they yeah, still... it should be. Would be three people. I mean, the third baseman, shortstop, second base, in between second base and third base. You're the best for a right-handed hitter. Best batters in the world beat the shift. Well, this, I mean, the, another thing is let's Joey Gallo, one of the most to hit the ball the other way. Yeah, Joey Gallo, one of the he's on the Twins now. Yep. One of the best pull hitters in the league over the last couple of years. Yeah. He never had somebody line up at third last year. No. Bunt the ball, man. Get on first. Yeah. If you're a it's coach, not that are hard. you not? Are you, yeah. It, it, it blows my mind because, again, to all these other people who are not as interested in it, they're like, oh, man, it's going to create more offense. Beat it. You're the best. You're being paid some of the highest salaries of any sport in the world. Beat a shift, man. Make them go back to playing a standard defense. Because just because you don't know how to hit the opposite way, man, why are they paying you this kind of money? Yeah. So while I feel like we definitely could go around and around for the next 35 minutes talking about this, I think that we've come to a conclusion that people that aren't <laughs> people that don't watch every single game think it's better. Yeah. People that are diehards and watch the game think it's worse. And that's that. Yeah, no, I mean, in conclusion, I just want to see more runs and games not last as long. In conclusion, that's, this is that's also, the way to get me to watch. This is also going to bring more ratings to MLB, and it's not going away, in yeah. my opinion, which is sad. Well, yeah. speaking of beating shifts, the Bucks look like they've been beating on second shift workers. Let me pause uh, you for just one minute to identify our station okay, here because yeah. we have yet to do that. <laughs> you are listening to 89.7 WUEC Eau Claire. This is the final whistle on Blue Gold Radio Sunday with the boys. Not to cut you off there, Braden, I know you had... Uh, not a lot of talking time in that last conversation. So let's hear what you have to say about your bucks. Uh, yeah, so they're, they've been making people look like they're um, second shift workers at a uh, factory. The way um, Goodbye, Nolan. they're on a huge <laughs> win streak right now. They're beating everybody, and nobody looks better than them in the East. I even think the Celtics haven't been playing as good as them. It's a 14-game win streak I believe they're on now. And Giannis got injured. They still beat the Suns today. KD didn't come back, but, I mean, still the Suns are the Suns. They're fifth and the fourth and the west so um they beat them by two holiday had another good game 33 points uh i mean they've just been beating everybody their chemistry is insane yeah and i don't know they they look good again yeah the bucks they, are playing well lately Absolutely. they stumbled a little bit early in the season but they're back on track i haven't checked what's what is the deal with Giannis's injury what well what, before the All Star game, the last game they had on that Thursday, mm -hmm. uh, he sprained his wrist. Yeah, but and he so had that's a why knee he injury the other yeah, day. Correct? Yeah, yeah. He he came in the game again, played. I believe it was the first quarter he got a knee injury. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen much on it, but I don't think it's that bad. See, that's what I was saying too. Is I I was shocked that I haven't seen more on. Yeah, I it, feel like yeah. if it was really bad, we would like hear about it right away. Right. But um, 
usually because he's tweaked his knee before in the playoffs a couple of years ago when they made it uh, to the finals. He wasn't even in that last game, I don't think, against the Hawks. It was just Middleton carrying the team, and he came back and played in the finals. He was just fine. Like he he gets injured with these little injuries, but then he bounces back every time. So I'm not too worried about that. It's good to see uh, this Bucks team be able to play without Giannis too. It just mm-hmm. kind of shows what they've finally built at, around them because again. I think for years uh, we've talked here about how up until last year, basically, man, they got to find a way to build around Giannis. Man, they got to find some more stars put with Giannis. Man, they got this and that and yada, yada. And guys are stepping up now. And and Middleton's really made a name for himself. Holiday's really made a name for himself. They've really, uh, they've really started building something. With there. Middleton being injured for most of this year, too, Holiday has really um, stepped it up. And it looks like when he was on the Pelicans and— AD would be out and he could still right. get the team to the playoffs and yeah yeah I'm to play well he'll have big moments big God, games all the Bobby time he, everybody loves how do you him. not like Bobby Portis? um Middleton hasn't been himself but I could we can kind of attribute that to you know he was out for most of the season he's kind of knocking off rust a little bit and yeah he has had decent games but he's still consistently scoring like 15 I think but you know they they look really really good right now at as a Minnesota sports fan, it's incredible to see what the Bucks can do with, I mean, just how well they play together. And because I don't, because the Timberwolves never. Do. I don't. I don't think anyone would argue by saying the Bucks don't have the most talented roster in the NBA. Obviously, having Giannis helps a ton. I think they Probably. underestimate the Bucks' talent on that roster. They always they say they're not always a deep team, will. but they're I mean, they, always they're a deep very team, deep, and they're they very play deep. so good together. I mean, the chemistry is off the charts. It's because the names of the guys aren't the the stars of the league. Yeah, you know? they just they they put their head down and grind. Mm-hmm. They they all play defense. They all you know share the ball. They all play well adding, together. Adding guys like Jay Crowder, he's exactly that definition of a player. Perfect role player. Yes, and he fits the role. And already he hit a huge three today to help beat the Suns. Mm. So, um, I just think that compared to the Timberwolves, like you were saying, the, the team chemistry is absolutely different. But when we're talking about the depth of the roster, uh, when you were saying, Jack, I think that um, usually they're always going to say that the team's not deep because it's a small market team. And right, right. It's not like big name guys. Yeah. I feel like the media usually says like, oh, like the Heat, they're a deep team because they have a washed up Kevin Love and a washed up Oladipo. You know who their names are. That's, that's the why thing, they're deep. Because like, you know, because at one point in Kevin Love's career, he was a star. And now from then on, he will forever be an important player to a team. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, what's sad about how the NBA talks about certain players is, in my opinion, it always comes back to like media attention. Yeah. The oh, Bucks, definitely. The Bucks aren't a big market team. No. In my opinion, Giannis, Drew, and Chris is a top three, three-man, like, three guys. You talent-wise? Top, top, three, top three big three in the league. Just talent-wise or how well, they put Chemistry-wise, just Giannis, in my opinion, is probably the best player in the NBA right now. I don't think anyone would disagree, really. Drew, I, no. Drew's a top 20 player in the NBA. I Chris disagree is a top with that. 50, 20 there's, there's, I disagree with it's, that. It's a very oh, different— Chris, it's, 
the big big three has changed a lot recently. Super teams are kind of a thing of the past a little bit, and and when you're looking for big threes, as the Suns have, well, <laughs> super team. Oh, Again, I completely forgot about the Suns. <laughs> they they can have the best big three. Yeah, they can have the best big three. But beyond that, I mean, look at how many have failed over how many have succeeded. And truly, since the uh, the Golden State era. Uh, you haven't seen it happen very much anymore because I'm glad you brought up Golden State though. Yeah. Cuz uh Jordan Poole, he's a little overrated. He just gets media attention. Everybody thinks he's like this hey, next here's superstar thing. As um, I'd take Jordan Poole on my team, are you yeah, kidding definitely. me? Yeah, but he's not like Steph they, they want to act like he's also Steph Curry. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just cuz it's cuz he plays on Golden yeah, State. But have him be drafted by the Thunder and he's like yeah. Here's the thing with the Timberwolves probably being one of the most irrelevant franchises in all of sports. Uh, just recently, when we traded D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers, I had not seen anything from the media talking about D'Angelo Russell at all. Well, he just got injured. Since, well, no, since he had been oh, with the Timberwolves. Right, I mean, it was quite, right. every once in a while, if he'd had a crazy moment or crazy game, they'd mention it. He played a first game with the Lakers, and I saw maybe two or three posts. Mm-hmm. about D'Angelo Russell being back in his Lakers uniform. Yeah. And it's just crazy where it's like, oh, LeBron did this, LeBron did that. Well, like, obviously, he's the new one big of the biggest. In LA. Yeah, <laughs> one of the biggest <laughs> names and faces on the planet. But, the, I mean, the Knicks, the Warriors, it's just crazy how much media attention they get, which for good reason, it, but it's just like I don't think many people notice it unless you're a fan of – you know, small market team like the Timberwolves or even the Bucks, even though they're winning currently 14 games or 14-game winning streak, I have not seen any attention not on that. coverage, yeah. Where as if the Lakers or Knicks or Warriors had that, oh if the you, Lakers it would or be, Warriors if you, you would it'd be everywhere. You it'd would be, have known ever since they had won maybe six in a row. There'd be at least a four-hour block on ESPN every day talking about just the team. Yeah, yeah. and so it's... Yeah. It, I think it's something we all aren't surprised by, but something that can be a little frustrating as fans of the team. Yeah, so I want to ask you guys a question. Is it oh, more no. exciting to be a small market fan or a big market fan? Because Small. Yeah, I would agree with it you. It means because, small because, But we all are small market yeah, fans. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, take, let's take the Mariners making the playoffs finally last oh, year. How awesome was Or that? the Kings being great right now. Even See, though neither one of those teams— that, though. Yeah, even though neither one of those teams get big media attention— when the playoffs come and you're a small market team in the playoffs, the media has to talk about you. Yeah. Which, in How, my opinion, makes it more fun. The yeah. Brewers Here, have only ever had one Sports it, Illustrated in the last 15 years. Right. And it was when they were crazy good in 2011. Yeah. And... The, 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 how many of the Yankees Is had? Is that like Prince Fielder days? Yeah, it was yeah. Prince yeah. Fielder and wow. Bronny. It was great. Um, I just lost my train of thought. So oh, yeah. So, uh, just with being a small market team and my thought, I mean... I'm, all the sports teams I'm a fan of are technically small market. Yeah, uh, I I mean definitely more if, frustrating. If than I if I was, I'd say the Vikings are not considered small market, and, and the I'd Wild, say the Wild are not considered small market. But if you went Timberwolves and Twins, absolutely. Yes, and so, w- knock on wood, when the day comes that the <laughs> uh, any say. of my four favorite sports teams win a championship. There will be tears, and that will be my oh championship. My Wait, did, did Minnesota's soccer team win a championship? No. No. The WNBA Lynx. Dynasty. Oh. Um, but if I felt, if I was a Lakers fan, I would, 
Like it would be sweet, but it'd be half the country's. Put another on the mantle. I mean, like, how many, how many so statues like, can right. they put outside so the like, arena? I'm like, if I was a diehard Lakers fan, I'd probably still feel the same. But just waiting my entire life, my 21 years of never making it to a even final of anything. Yeah. I feel like when that moment comes, it'll just mean that much more to me. And knowing that I've been true to this fan base. How many, how many Lakers fans do you think actually know the Lakers started in Minneapolis? Not um, a lot. I guarantee oh, I th- you not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might be a little bit more than you think just because. Well, I, to LA. a casual fan, to a casual uh, fan, no. Well, they but, wear Minneapolis jerseys every single year. Yeah. yeah. That's well, true. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the reason that's, I that's, that's the bring reason up. That's the reason I would know. People yeah. will bring up like, oh, retroing this Minneapolis Lakers jersey, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Irrelevant so, in Minnesota. But you gotta, you gotta remember, Elgin Baylor played for, in for Minneapolis. A lot of sports in LA. How many actual LA residents really know what's going on in the game or know oh, yeah, half probably, the team? Probably so not many. Asking at all. them to know where they came from before. That's what I'm saying. But, but yeah, nationally, if you, that's, if you ask them talked about. where they played before LA, they're going to be like, they played somewhere before like the, LA. Like yeah. the they're Dodgers. not going to know that. Where did the Dodgers yeah. play before it? They might get that one. But yeah, well, everybody knows. Just, yeah, they they yeah. watched 42. They yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, the best the best thing that I can bring up to like help your fact is like, the Rams never sell out. No. no. The, Chargers. The, Chargers but the Chargers belong in San Diego. Chargers are even they they should have stayed in San Diego, and uh, St. Louis should have kept the Rams. The Rams mm. and the Chargers will forever get massive. Oh, absolutely. I'm with I'm with. Yeah, you think? I agree. So you don't think there Saint should Louis be a team in L.A.? Why? There, no there one in There three LA other cares. ones in California anyways. No Before that, it was LA San Diego, cares, San Fran, Oakland. So. San Francisco, or, or, or I think San Diego Chargers fans, like, while they were in San Diego, were diehard. And the only reason they lost that team was because they couldn't, or the city wouldn't refund or, or pay for a new stadium. And so they had to move. And people in San Diego were so upset. And no one in LA cares. Most Rams fans probably aren't even from LA. Honestly, most of them are, most of them are probably from St. Louis. Most of the Chargers fans are probably from San Diego. Like, Come on. It's terrible. At least with Missouri, though, it's like they already had another team, so it's not as big of a deal. Well, I guess so did California, but it, it's different. It's different in California. There's so many big cities. You moved like, a California team to a different California Yeah, exa- town. that's it, because it's, it's not just, like you're moving states. It's, it's just it's, stupid. It's like these poor people in San Diego have to be like, okay, you're going to take a, yeah. you're gonna take our team from us and drive three hours north, not even like an hour yeah. north, and that's what we're doing? Like, are you kidding me? It's, it's the San Diego Supercharged. The Rams, I... I think they belong in LA because they, they, they were they originally there. Historically, yeah. sure. Chargers, I hate it. I and hate it. I mean, it was a new stadium for the Rams during last year, but their attendance has been 101, percent which is third in the league. Wow! That's, so that's really, really good. Are they are they combining stats for no, the Chargers it's, and it's Rams games? The or? Chargers. This is by ticket sales. Are, oh, so it could be away fans, and it could be. Oh, yeah, that's true. This they're, is they're traveling. The Chargers to LA are eighth for to last, or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's why Vegas is a team because they know there's going to be fans oh traveling. God, oh yeah, yeah, they. I mean, that's probably. But they, but they did that with that's, Vegas after LA, and it makes more sense to have a team in Vegas because then there's always going to be people vacationing. Okay, also Oakland and San Francisco were so close together. Well, I mean, yeah, Oakland sports Oakland, teams Oakland, are all Sure, Oakland sports, sure, but Oakland Raiders fans are diehard. Oh, yeah. You feel, you like feel them. for them, but it's nothing also like... like them. See, those two franchises we just talked about, over uh, winter break, I was in Mexico, and they were both playing, or the Chargers were playing, but there were so many uh, Raiders and so many Chargers fans down there yeah. that it's crazy. And really? Uh, yeah. 
like huge, huge into football down there, and you wouldn't expect it. That's wild. But like, I because if if you if you put these teams in a fan base where they actually care about the teams, like back in San Diego, where they're talking about a Mexico City team, even they would get so much more attendance than just throwing them in L.A. because L.A. has the most sports teams out of well, any it, city in the just, country. But back to the main point, like, they're going to they get the media attention for no reason. The New York Knicks were a horrible franchise for how many years of our life? But mm. if you turned on SportsCenter, almost every single day there was going to be something about the New York Knicks, well, okay? Good for them. Now they're, now they're better. based in L.A. and New York. Does so it still? A lot of those are like still, it's two biggest nat- cities. It's national, yeah. national news coverage, and we're talking about a terrible Knicks team over whatever else. Because be people are gonna watch. Like, people aren't gonna watch if we're talking about the Timberwolves. It's just and dumb. It's so. St- it, it, none of it it's, makes. It's sense. frustrating, but it's never gonna change. Yeah, because that's what you, that's how you get ratings, and TV's all about ratings. Yeah, sports media is. I could rant about sports media all day because it doesn't matter if your team's good. It matters if your team makes money. Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. I mean, it's a business. The Dallas Cowboys have been average for it's as America's long as team. I can remember. America's team. Yeah, America's team, they Cowboys. always they. Are always talking about Jerry Jones and right. I like Tony hearing Romo. about Jerry Jones though because it's awesome. But it's see, funny. This is why the the ratings. There, it's true. You do want to watch because of this when they're talking about it. Who doesn't like Stephen A. coming out in his big yeah. old cowboy hat, his boots, <laughs> and he goes, "How about them Cowboys?" After a huge loss against some crappy team the night before. It's just, it's so, all such, a, it's all such a joke. Yeah, it's but all, it's it's the reality that. I mean, it's not going to change, and we're never going to be covered like the other teams, but uh, you just hope that one day that you can uh, win a championship so you can be in the spotlight for a month or so. Do you want to hear true sports news? Tune in to 89.7. That's what I was just about to say. The people who represent the small markets the best. The final whistle on 89.7 <laughs> WEC Eau Claire. <laughs> and streaming live on all your favorite streaming platforms. Are we? Yeah, we're great. Uh, anyways, moving on from that, uh, we got a little bit of list here, list here to go, boys. Uh, 20 minutes left. What are we feeling like talking about? I feel like, it, personally, we're going to get the most conversation out of something in the NFL. I know you two watched that Paul versus Fury uh, fight. Do you want to touch on it quickly before we yeah. Oh, yeah. talk NFL sure. a little bit here? Do you guys believe Jake Paul is a real fighter? No. Nope. No. You guys didn't yes. watch the fight like we did nope. today. Sure. Okay. Jake, Jake, hold on. Hold on. If you put all this time into training like he does, absolutely you're going to be a decent fighter. I will put that, I will give it to him. He's not like some random guy walking out there acting like he's not, he's not a washed up NFL player who's trained for a few months and walked out he, there. Okay? It's he not would... Adrian Peterson versus Le'Veon Bell. All right. I, I get that. All right. He, he fights and he trains for it. So sure. He's a boxer. He fights. This is the first fight he's had against like a real boxer. And as Chris pointed out prior to the show, a boxer of pretty low rankings and that kind but of stuff. He's been trained by his entire family is professional boxers. So he's, he's got a better he's camp around chasing, him. And everything. Dude, he just chases money. He literally just, Fights guys who are either not boxers, are retired the, boxers, or are like former, I, I, don't, I don't know if you guys players. were around when uh, I had been talking uh, to the, to this about with Jack. The people who fight Jake Paul have a clause in their contract that they get paid more if they lose. Was this during uh, our other? I don't. Show? I don't random believe this time. was. This was during random. Yeah, time, yeah. I don't like, believe that was the case on this one. But because, anyway, it's like if Jake Paul was any other name who wasn't an internet star before he would be most likely a pretty close to failed boxer he people wouldn't be paying 
people would not exactly be paying people, to watch his fights if it wasn't Jake. Paul. I yeah, but they those but early cards more fans into boxing too. They're watching the sport oh because he's part of it. And, and, a, and a pitch but, clock brings more people into baseball. <laughs> uh, okay. No, but uh, watching this fight compared to his other ones, like you could say, oh, someone might be fixed. Like somebody's twitching and you can knock them out for the extra cash they get or whatever. This fight looked different and felt different the whole way and through. He the lost. Uh, the, the yeah, thing is, and he lost. But honestly, it was a split decision at the end. And everyone, we, we were watching with every, all our friends and stuff. We all thought he was winning. We thought we thought it was gonna be a tie, or he was winning. It's because everyone who's paying to watch this wants to watch Jake Paul win. No, <laughs> you think I, it was? I think it was most tied. Him lose. Yeah, it was, uh, well, it was tied going into the half seventh half, round, and Jake Paul knocked him down in knocked Tommy Fury down in the was it the eighth round? Yeah, the eighth round, and Fury was the one. Uh, clearly, he was bleeding more, and it looked like he had more damage, even though he landed more punches on Paul, but. The end of the fight, it felt like Jake Paul was controlling it way more. Yeah, I, I don't know. Nolan, did you think he won too, or? So I thought Jake Paul probably did win the fight, but I was I was cheering for Fury, so I'm happy that Fury won. Yeah. Um, Jake Paul, I gotta give it to him. He's actually over the last five years, he's he's trained to be a boxer. Absolutely. I Absolutely. I I agree with you in the sense that he's not the best boxer. He's not very good. Yeah. The the announcers, since this was actually a world boxing championship fight yep. instead of an official one yeah. yeah it was actually official they were non-biased mm-hmm. they were talking about how his punches were a lot slower than you know a champion boxer would Absolutely. be yeah. however he's very strong and sure. they kept talking about how he you know if he lands his right he'd probably knock out tommy fury yeah so with all that being said i think jake paul is a boxer i don't think he's a good boxer yeah but he's a boxer sure I'll give you yeah, that. No, I, I think he so. is a boxer. Yeah. <laughs> not not only that, I do agree with Braden that this brings a lot more attention to boxing. You think sure. You think you'd mo- more you'd be more likely it. to watch a like a genuine pay per view fight, like no, Canelo we, we've fight. Done, yeah, we were, I would rather watch Jake Paul Fury versus well, no, Wilder. Exactly. Exactly. This brings you into watching other fights after that. No, yeah, we've doesn't. watched Tyson see, Fury see, at exactly. our friend's see, that's, house. That's, too, that's like, the problem. The problem is, I think it gets people into boxing in the sense that it gets people watching Jake Paul box. Yeah. But how many of these people who watch Jake Paul box then go, "Oh man, I'm gonna go watch some other Canelo boxing. I mean, or in my, I, I've yeah, thrown on some fights that are exactly. on ESPN. Probably not it, a but, ton though. The, but but the difference is like we're sports fans. That's, I've, yeah. I've thrown on boxing occasionally, any, anyways, because I'm like, oh, hey, boxing's on. Why not? You know. But people who are watching because they're Jake Paul fans and it's bringing them into boxing. No, they're watching Jake Paul box, and that's all they're watching. They're not going 100%. and watching other stuff. You know what I mean? 100%. Like I think it again, and I go back to what Chris said. It's the name. If this was not Jake Paul, he would be some low end boxer that no one would be paying to watch. He'd be in he you know, they wouldn't he it wouldn't be the headline either. To be fair, know? before um he fought against Tommy Fury, did you know that Tyson Fury even had a little brother that was a, a professional boxer? Yeah, no. Exactly. He would have been the same thing. Like nobody okay, knows okay. really sure. much about it. But he, but it still adds to the point of he he boxed another low-end boxer. Yeah, but you know? I'm saying, like, and he'd be in the ma- same they made spot. crazy money out of it because it was Jake Paul's name. But I'm, okay. I'm just saying, like, Tommy Fury, he was also undefeated, and he's an amateur before now yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But 
like it's the same thing that he wasn't in any high like event fights that people have wanted to watch and now they know who he is because of this and they're going to continue to watch him I, and there's going to be a second fight too because Jake Paul had a clause saying if he always lost always a second but, fight <laughs> well i mean yeah but if um <laughs> if fury lost they he had no uh rematch clause where Jake Paul would have to redo, he, but he he said he would want money, to man. first, and then they asked Jake Paul after. So yeah, Fury was open to it okay. before he even. Here, yeah. here's the. I'll just close it out on this and tying it back to baseball in a way. Boxing, the way it is now, like for professional boxing, is the current state of the MLB. And as a casual fan, I want it to be like the UFC, mm. of just nonstop action and fighting. Mm. Disagree. Yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> Boxing's boring, in my opinion. <laughs> exactly. And baseball is boring, in my opinion. No, but UFC boring. is extremely oh, interesting. But Why? Because uh, whatever. kick we'll instead? <laughs> yeah, it's just nonstop action. Ooh. But anyway, um, NFL, which <laughs> is something I think we can all agree on, is a great sport. From one influencer to another, Jackson Mahomes. So. <laughs> I am just, I'm not going to lie. I'm just, I'm just frustrated after today with the pitch clock talk. Uh, I'm just it's got us going. Got right. us going. Uh, not, not Jackson Mahomes, though. We'll talk about a different Jackson. Action uh, Jackson. Lamar with his standoff beginning. How do we think this is going to shake out? You know, it's. I, I'm curious where this came from. Uh, I saw a tweet the other day. I don't know if any of you guys saw it, but someone caught on video a slip-up of the Atlanta Falcons posting on their team store website oh, no. a Lamar Jackson I did not jersey. see that. Okay. Though. And it was only up for a certain amount of time, but people got, like, video of it and whatever. Now, I'm not saying that that means they're getting him. I bet it means that they've had talks about getting him. I bet it means that internal internally there, they have a thought that it could happen. And I just have a hard time seeing, like, like Baltimore's dropping the ball here, here in my opinion. And this, it's, it, it almost goes, it's like it's going back to the initial NFL draft stuff of, like, for whatever reason, people won't just accept that Lamar Jackson is a, a generational talent. Here, oh, you can sorry. Go Here, here's the th- thought on both sides. Lamar wants fully guaranteed contract. Yep. The same that Deshaun Watson got. Yep. Uh, and Kirk Cousins got fully guaranteed as well. Like upwards of sixty million dollars a year. People want this stuff. The thing that hurts is Lamar Jackson, who is going or either in the prime of his career, is representing himself with no agent. Right. That is not exactly a ideal situation if, for a player in his prime. If he had an agent, this would be over with months ago. Exactly. Right. And and while it would be less money in his pocket, it really helps the way he's been dealing with teams rather than having to focus on football and also contract extensions. The, yes, but the thing is, he will get that money. It, he because, will? Because it might not be in Baltimore, he, but teams are calling for a reason. Here's and they the concern on Baltimore part. I don't. Lamar is a mobile quarterback, and historically, mobile quarterbacks have a long shelf life in the NFL. Uh, you saw it with Cam yeah, Newton. Short, shelf, short life. shelf life. What did I say? Long. Oh, yes, sorry. Yep. Opposite. Short, short, <laughs> short shelf life. Yes. You look, take a look at Cam Newton MVP season 2016 out of the league by, uh, four years later. Yeah. Uh, RG three. Yep. That couldn't couldn't assist. Well, I mean, it's, it's just too injury prone. And let's not forget that's been that the truth with 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 Lamar. Of, Injuries. He was out the uh, second half of this past year, and just uh, and it seems like he can't. Injury yeah, either. it he's seems had, like he can't stay on the field consistently well. for yep. seventeen games. Where if you take a look at you know Aaron Rodgers or 
uh, Tom Brady, and the, throughout their career, they've had made a significant injury, but they've been able to, for the most part, stay on the field. Yeah. So yeah. there's concerns on both parts, but I think it's really interesting that uh, Lamar is representing himself, especially when it's so unheard of for really any player in their prime. I mean, you take a look at Richard Sherman when he uh, negotiated his own contract with the 49ers. I mean, he was at the tail end of his career, and it wasn't like he had made he had made the majority of his money already. Yeah. So is he staying or is he going? I, there's there's no way Baltimore can afford to let him leave. I agree. I think they're going to let him leave. I, that's the that's the thing. I don't. I think it's I, I think it's a bad idea for Baltimore to do it because that basically closes their playoff window, which they've done so little with um, with him. Uh, because you know they've failed to surround him with a lot of good receivers and and things they've built up oh. their defense, but their receivers have been terrible. I mean, then Mark Andrews and um, Rashad but, Bateman. But but besides, I mean, that's Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman on uh, on uh, some other teams. Okay. Would Mark be Andrews like, is a really Mark good Andrews tight end. would be a one a number one tight end. Rashad Bateman would be a number three receiver on some teams. Yeah, I know I know that you're Minnesota fans, but. Rashad Bateman has not been good this season. He's been injury prone. That's what I'm saying. He's been injury prone he is in not, NFL. Rashad, he's I very like, talented. I like, yeah, he is very I, talented. I do really like Rashad Bateman. He's not a number, he's not a wide receiver one. No. He is just no, no, he's not. You know, uh, but they have they have failed to surround him with good receivers, which then adds to people being like, oh, he can't pass as well. well yeah, he's throwing to he, no one right now. And then you know, Mark Andrews has great seasons because he is a good receiver and, and is the main target. Lamar is able to throw it to him just like Patrick Mahomes main target is his tight end but he doesn't get criticism for it I don't think Baltimore pays him that money and I don't think Lamar budges I but, think he and because I think he knows other teams will pay him and I don't think it, it, I, I think he's okay with if that. Baltimore decides to let him walk I mean not let him walk but uh you know just cut him loose or let him go to a different team mm-hmm. I I still trust in him Oh, it's absolutely. not sorry, not in him. Baltimore, Baltimore is historically a great, great, perfectly run franchise for the most part. They always do well in the draft. They've always consistently been able to do good with average to below average quarterback play. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl with them. Yeah, like I mean, they did have a great defense, but they have a solid defense now. They have the pieces in place. It just seems like they always are well coached yeah. and are well ran. I think. Personally, they're preparing for life without him, and it all started with the firing of their offensive coordinator. So their offensive coordinator, Wait, their Martindale, um, is a run-first, run-heavy offensive coordinator who was perfect for the Lamar Jackson style, which was a run-heavy offense. And then and, he went to uh, the Giants, and look what Daniel Jones did. And they've moved on from him. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the uh, you were, Wing the, Martindale. Yep. They move on from him, and suddenly it's like, okay, they're moving to a more traditional style offense with a quarterback who's not a very traditional style quarterback. Maybe they're just kind of setting up. They're they're protecting themselves. Where do the Where do you think they go in the draft, though? If they uh, if they do deal Lamar, well, and let him walk, they would be in the mid twenties. Uh, they wouldn't have space for. You know, Will Levis or any of the top guys even. See, but they're having some of these. They're projecting Anthony Richardson, uh, Richardson to go number one now. Well, it's not projected. projected. Well, his I, odds his, have just okay, yeah, skyrocketed. Odds, I don't know why, though. 
Like he's, you know, it's because he's not it's his, that good. It's his, it's his build. People it's, really like his build his and certain qualities Are you me? that That's, they think they can fix. You know how fix. many quarterbacks go high because of their build and qualities and traits? It's not, Josh Rosen. I always oh, knew them. he was good. Hey, so what about uh, the just quarterback? From BYU, <laughs> Zach Wilson. Yeah, I, but the Mitch Trubisky. I mean, it's guys like they don't always go with the best quarterbacks. How do we love, love Zach Wilson's build? Let's just talk. No, about, it, was the, it was the it was the throws he can make. Yeah, he was made. good in he college. He made one throw Who in pro day. Likes his build. <laughs> but, I, I just am wondering because <laughs> I feel like the writing was on the wall before draft day that yeah. Zach Wilson was not going to be good. Yeah. But he was good in college. Like Anthony Richardson hasn't beaten any good teams. Or can you say Richardson well. three times in a row? Richardson, Richardson, <laughs> Richardson. Also say Las Vegas. He's also Las been, Vegas. Hold on. He's Vegas. Been, Vegas. Vegas. He says like he's Elvis. <laughs> What's up, baby? Welcome to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but I, w- I wouldn't count him. I mean, Thank I would. Much. I would that's trust. What I, was for. <laughs> I would trust Baltimore with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's, but that's what I was going to say. Jimmy's good because John Harbaugh think, is well, one of the best coaches in the NFL. So, and they're so, so well run. You, so they either you're either going to go out and you sign one of those mid tier quarterbacks because if they don't have the money for him, they're not going to pay Derek Carr a million dollars. Not a million, but however much he's asking for. <laughs> but they. A mid-tier quarterback, or they've been totally fine with um, Huntley at quarterback. Oh my goodness! Hold on. I, I don't think they settled. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that's the right choice. I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked if they said, "You know what? We've liked what we've seen from you in the in the times that you filled in." It's not like they've been looking to upgrade their backups. They've known Lamar gets hurt a lot, and they said, "You know what? We're going to roll with Tyler Huntley." Worse passer than Lamar. And but, for sure. but he's a Pro Bowl. But he's a Pro Bowl. Oh man, <laughs> I actually really like that sound of Jimmy because, I mean, the Ravens are game managers. People yeah. forget Jimmy Garoppolo went to a Super Bowl. Jimmy's a good quarterback. I will vouch for Jimmy. No, yeah, I, 49ers. Know, I, know, I, know, I know. 49ers. Forty Nine ers. Been to two. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys know that other than Patrick Mahomes, Jimmy Garoppolo is the most Super Bowl rings out of any he's other? He's been more than two. Yeah. He, he's back he up is also has an all active quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I saw a stat where it's something like he is thirteen and five in games that he threw zero t- uh, zero passing touchdowns. Baller. <laughs> so uh, game manager. <laughs> yeah, I think that. I think that they could legitimately win 12 to 13 games with Jimmy G, and I'm yeah, not kidding. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I wonder if they are aware of that, that they don't need a superstar quarterback to be a decent team. They have a really great head coach. They have really an good offensive backfield. system that works, a really great backfield, and a super underrated but one of the best defenses in the league. People don't talk about it enough, but their defense is awesome. And put all that together, and you don't necessarily need an, a, a stud quarterback, and then you wonder if they go, listen— Lamar, we're not going to pay you that. We're going to be fine without you, so you can either be a part of this and make us even better for, and take a little less, or we're going to move on and still win. And you and you wait and see if he if he if he bites or not. You the know? more that we talk about this, the more I think the Ravens would be better with Jimmy G. And I'm not kidding. Better than with Lamar. Yeah. Well, really. the thing is that hurts Baltimore, which is the reason they don't want to pay him, is he can't stay on the field. Jimmy right. G. obviously had the season-ending injury this year, but he's much less prone to injuries than Lamar is. Did you just say Jimmy G is not prone to injuries? He's well, he's he not as. He is prone to injuries. Well, I mean, as a, historically, as a runner, compared to a pocket passer, that is, I mean, that, that would be the it's thing. All, it's all about protecting the quarterback. I mean, you saw all the penalties happen last year, and so it's... What about Jameis? 
That'd no. be so much fun. That, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> Mark Andrews would have 15 touchdowns. Who would he be throwing to these John, poor, these poor John wide receivers? John Harbaugh would never let them no, do that. Go Jameis like, was terrible throwing to a decent wide receiving core in, in uh, yeah. New they'd, Orleans. They'd go like 8 and, and 9 Tampa. and 3rd in the 30, 30 touchdowns, 30, 30, 30 interceptions. 30 that, is 30. A, that is electric. Now let's stick him with no one. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I... Jameis is probably my most beloved quarterback in the NFL. He's, He's just, just so funny off the field. He's so funny. Great forget quotes. He did that without being able to see. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And, then, and then they found out, hey, he, he needs eye surgery. Bingo. Also, the story of him and he didn't in play college any better is after hilarious. The surgery. <laughs> Heisman winner. That's I mean, right. Should've, what what else do you stuck need? with baseball. Yeah, <laughs> I, we're getting a little sidetracked here, and we only have a couple of minutes left. But have you guys seen the video of Jameis? He was suspended for stealing crab yeah, legs. I was just going to say Which is, Wait, which is on, like this. He was suspended for stealing crab legs. No, so, how do you not know this? Lobster. 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 Oh, okay. Lobster. Anyway. That was a public. That was a public. So, interesting theory behind this. funny man. So, people thought originally this was like an NIL deal where he would get free groceries from Publix because of the quarterback. It's like under the table or something. And so, he went in. To the Publix and you know got his food, stole it quote unquote, and then he got in trouble for stealing crab legs or lobster whatever it was, and it'd be easier to just say, just say he, he stole he them stole rather it. than getting banned oh, from the NCAA for oh, getting, getting the free, free food really and under ah. the table activities. Because oh because yeah, remember he didn't even think he was suspended because he was fully yeah. in yes, his so, uniform. Okay, I think up. he yeah. knew he was suspended. Yeah. That's just hilarious how he still dressed for the game and yeah, Dabo gotta, had to go. Gotta eat that double. Had to tell him to go back into the locker room and get out of his uniform. Well, anyways, we got 10 seconds left. Any last closing statements from any of you? I just want to bring up the WUEC897 FM. I was, you butchered that one. I did. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for listening. Oh, I guess we're done.